Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Would you mind standing up and giving a warm, warm welcome to Reverend Keith Hershey? Bless you, my brother. Love you. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Go ahead and be seated. Greetings to all of you in the house and those of you uh, joining us digitally here in the live stream. God bless each of you wherever you're planted this morning. It's good to know that we're planted in Christ. You know, this is the truth about us. God doesn't know us according to ourselves. God knows us according to Christ. The believer is accepted in the beloved. And that's such a refreshing uh, thought for my mindset Uh, not just first thing in the morning, but throughout my day and sometimes throughout my night. I have to remind myself where I reside, where I abide. I abide in him and faith put me there. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we're thankful uh, actually for the privilege of being here today. This is my annual pilgrimage uh, to to Michigan, as uh, Pastor was saying. Uh, I was born and raised in, in Michigan, southern Michigan, colon, about two hours and five, ten minutes from here. And that was my home village. It's about a thousand people. About four years ago, I purchased a retreat there in my home village. And so we have, it's called the retreat at Miller's Landing. And this week, starting tomorrow, we're hosting pastors twice a year. My wife, Heidi, and I, we host pastors from around the country. And uh, just small groups of people, four or five couples at a time, and uh, just a tremendous, tremendous time having communion, sitting around the table, encouraging one another to, uh, you know, convey, to, to announce the goodness of God in Christ. So we're excited about that uh, for this coming week, but um, your pastor is so kind to let me come in and just greet you once again and, and uh, let you know uh, how much... Uh, You're loved and valued and blessed uh, right here in Fenton, the surrounding communities. And so thanks for being planted in the local church. You saw in the video on different campuses around the world, we've got four new kids. Uh, Two just came in about uh, three days ago in the Philippines. We call them super kids in our life home. We were awarded, by the way, about a month ago, the best orphanage in the whole of Mindanao. Isn't that wonderful? So it's done with excellence. And we're excited about that. And this month, actually in April, we're now in May. I know today's May Day, but uh, in, in April, we just started the, the building of our final uh, uh, project on our, our, on our campus there. It's called the, uh, the Retreat at Victory Lane. And you saw a little picture of it there, kind of a rendering. And we're doing the same thing overseas that we're doing here kind of in Michigan, is bringing pastors together and leaders together, encouraging people uh, to keep their mindset conformed to Christ. You know, in our culture, the culture can take your mindset elsewhere, where everybody believes, uh, you know, all kinds of things that necessarily aren't from the heart of the Father. And sometimes we are trapped in a world system that, uh, that makes us want to... Uh, uh, you know, that wants to mandate certain things to us. In other words, people say it's mandated. It's not something you can comply with. It's, it's like people lose their freedoms in mandates. Mandates don't give people uh, an opportunity to think or discern what's best for them or their family or whatever. So it's a very interesting time that we're in in our world today. But those of us who are in Christ, 
need to make sure we adhere to the love of the Father, the purposes of God, and interpret everything through the lens of the Lamb of God. I like to tell people wherever I preach, uh, at the beginning and also at the end, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, (laughs) whether you like it or not, God loves you, and he loves you completely. There's no disappointment in the Father concerning you. It's one thing to uh, know that. It's another thing to believe it. And this is where our mindsets have struggles. We, we know God loves us, but do we believe it? Do we live in the reality of it? So I want to talk to you a little bit uh, about some of the things uh, in the series your pastors have been doing about, uh, you know, being out of context. There's a lot of things you know, in scripture that it seems like we were mandated to do through religion, but the older we discern or the more we discern the love of the Father in Christ and what the redemptive work of Jesus has done, some of the things that we were compelled or, or mandated to do weren't really um, the, the, the truth for us in our personal expression. So let me try to explain a little bit what I mean by that, by telling you a couple little stories uh, from the Bible. First, I want to start off in the scripture, uh, in that passage in Mark chapter 2. Remember the story Jesus is preaching, and the place is full of folk, and uh, there was a guy who, who wanted heal, healing. He had some friends, and his friends uh, ripped a hole in the roof and they let him down. And, and uh, Jesus, Jesus made a statement in the midst of this thing. He said, your sins be forgiven you. Your sins be forgiven you. Now, what, one of the things out of context sometimes in our lives is we believe to be forgiven. We have to confess all our sins. We have to repent of all our sins. We have to do all these things. And so we have a lot of religious hoops. And sometimes in our mindsets, we carry this on year after year after year and wonder, are we forgiven? We have a sin consciousness. But Jesus had an announcement. He had an announcement to someone who didn't even request it. He had an announcement to somebody who didn't even want it. This person wanted healing. Sometimes Jesus needs to give you what you need before he grants you what you want. Now, let me say it again. Sometimes Jesus needs to give you what you need before he grants you what you want. And what you need most of all to position yourself to receive everything from the Father is you need to know and you need to believe That your sins are forgiven. That your sins are forgiven. That God keeps no record of your wrong, even if your wrong was done this morning. God keeps no record of your wrong. He's removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. Hebrews 8 says, he remembers them no more. Now, until your heart has a peace point and until you believe that's true for you, it's hard for you to receive anything else you really want. So Jesus interrupted this guy's desire by telling him what he needed. And of course, when you make an announcement like that, your sins be forgiven you. (laughs) 
It makes people mad. It, you know who it makes mad? Religious people. There's all kinds of people that mandate certain prescriptions for you that you have to comply with. Otherwise, they say you live out of the boundaries of what's good for you. Or they, 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 they mandate these things. So it's interesting that Jesus gave him what he needed, but then Jesus granted him what he wanted. He healed him. So you read that whole story. I think it's the first 12 verses there in Mark 2. You'll find that Jesus gave him what he wanted, but first he had to give him what he needed. And uh, this is really one of the things I think for a believer, it's important to anchor yourself in the revelation your sins are forgiven. I don't, get, uh, I don't get tired reminding my soul for it to be well with my soul. My soul needs to know my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgotten. It's an astonishing thing. But this is the place of strength to receive what you really need in life. What you really want in life. You need to know that the redemptive work of Jesus perfected you. And God sees you in Christ without spot and without blemish. It's a beautiful thing. But when you announce this to people, <laughs> it triggers all kinds of emotions from folk. You know what I mean? I mean, people get fighting mad. Good, wonderful, religious people, believing people. They get mad when you announce the news of the finished work of Jesus. That's, it's really finished. You know, it's like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> He's, he's about to say it's finished. He's about to pay the ultimate price. And he turns to the bro who requested info. And Jesus said, today, another, an announcement. You know, faith is just a, a, a sudden revelation of what you have in Christ. Faith is present in the announcements. Jesus turns and says, today, you will be with me in paradise. There were no mandates there were no mandates, but the announcement allowed this brother to comply. In that day, without jumping through any other religious hoop, he was with the Lamb of God. I think it's an amazing thing. Now, this is really what I want to talk about. Aren't you glad I'm finally getting to what I want to say? Go with me in your Bible, if you would, please. If you have a Bible, they may have it on the screen. It's a story in the book of Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is uh, pretty feisty here, pretty fiery. He's dealing with religious leaders and a lot of folks. And man, he, 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 he's, he's challenged them according to their mandates in ministry and their mandates of religion. And he calls them hypocrites. He, he's, he's really He's really fierce with them. But these, these beautiful, precious people whom Jesus is speaking sternly to reminds me sometimes of me. Because sometimes I can be a little arrogant. Sometimes I can be a little self-sufficient. Sometimes I can be satisfied with works of the flesh. So you see all these elements. So I'm not judging these guys too harshly or these gals too harshly because sometimes I see me in all these attributes that they're exhibiting that Jesus is confronting. Jesus is confronting their arrogance. He's confronting their self-sufficiency. He's confronting their hypocrisy. He's, he's confronting their forms of religion. He's confronting their brokenness. He's confronting their sin. 
they say things and don't do things. Hello, you know, like me, right? They load people up with burdens. Do this, do it more, do it harder, do it better, and you'll feel better about yourself. No, you won't, but this is what the message was, right? They, they like the approval of men, Jesus said. They like to be noticed. They like the applause of men. Uh, they love the best seats, it says. They love to be greeted, validated. But Jesus said they're blind guides. You know, in our world today, in our earth system, the blind guides are leading the masses because they have no anchored revelation in the love of the Lamb. So Jesus, Jesus, in the midst of confronting them, they can't hardly digest what Jesus is saying. So he announces, I believe, the solution. And this is the verse I want to share with you, Matthew 23, verse 37. How often, Jesus said, I wanted to gather you as a hen would gather her chicks. But you were not willing. This, I believe, friend, is the solution for every issue you're facing or that I'm facing. The solution is taking the invitation to gather in Christ. The imagery about a, a mother hen with the chicks. You ever, when I was a kid growing up in Michigan, we had chickens just running around the yard and stuff. And, you know, they have little chicks and they run under the, the mama's hands and the wings drop. You're safe and secure. But Jesus said he has a desire for us and his desire for us is that we would gather in him. But notice Jesus then says, but you are not willing. Notice Jesus doesn't mandate anything. Jesus has you to comply. You know what religion does many, many times? Speaking of out of context, religion mandates things. But Jesus, the kingdom of God's dear son, only invites you to comply. He wants your heart, your mindset, your desire to flow with him. It's not mandated. He lets people do exactly what they want to do. If they want to be, have a flesh a frenzy, he lets them have a flesh frenzy. But the invitation is always to comply in Christ and find yourself in him. This is why this gospel preacher takes time every day to remind myself to yield and come into the realm of my mindset, my soulish realm. I'm in him. I'm in Christ. Otherwise, I can live very disappointed with me. I know none of you are that way. This is why I like you all so much. But this gospel preacher needs to come into Christ and see myself, you know, in the shelter of his wings. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. How often? How often I wanted to gather you. To gather you. It's like me hugging my wife or hugging a friend and you gather somebody, you pull your grandkid towards you and give them a hug or whatever. God, Jesus wants to gather you like a hen gathers a chick, but you're not willing. You're so arrogant. You're so self-sufficient. You're so confident in your own capacities. I've learned in life, I'm not confident in nothing but the love of the Father in my position in Christ Jesus. And then I have an equipping 
that's sovereign, that's supernatural, that's powerful, that's released through announcing things. Your sins be forgiven you. Be healed. Go in peace. Whatever it is. You know, you have that kind of authority from the presence of God to, to say something that changes something. It's a wonderful thing. So God's solution for you, God's solution for me, God's solution for those of you watching by live stream is that you would gather in Christ. That's finding yourself accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1, 6, 1, 7. You, you find yourself gathered in him. That's his desire. That's his dream for you. The ministry of Jesus is calling you to him. Not to be great. Not to give you a DIY plan. Not to give you any more, you know, capacity to do more and work harder and no. You come, you, you find yourself in me. You find yourself in the beloved. Another way to say this is Jesus invites you to comply. Jesus doesn't mandate it. Jesus invites you to comply. I think about our world today, you know, with, you know, uh, all the different mandates Mandates on business, mandates on schools, mandates on people, mandates on travel, mandates. You can't do anything unless you conform to mandates. I mean, people by the hundreds of thousands have lost their job. They've walked away because governments, militaries, whatever, demand, demand, demand mandates. The kingdom of God's dear son doesn't operate in mandates. You are not mandated, uh, for example talking about out-of-context things. You're not mandated uh, to serve so many hours. No, because you're, you're invited to comply. Hey, if you see a need, want to serve the body, wonderful. You're not mandated. You're not mandated uh, to tithe. Well, Keith, I, I always was under the, maybe none of you were like this, but under the compulsion when <laughs> there was ever something that needed to be done in the church, I always felt guilty like I needed to do it. None of you are like that, though. This is wonderful about this church. Or, or, or mandated. You're mandated to tithe. No, you're invited to comply in giving and generosity. And if you hit a tithe point, a 10% point, cool. If you hit a 20% point, cool, whatever. But you, you, it's a hard thing. You know, it's like uh, the mandates of, uh, you know, like... I remember when I was young in ministry, there was teaching. Every day you had to put on the full armor of Christ. And you go through this whole process. And then there was a, a tragedy that happened. This person I was talking to, they wanted me to, you know, I was trying to counsel them. They lost a loved one in an accident. And, and one of the things came out of their mouth. This is a long time ago. They said, well, I didn't put on my armor that day. I wonder if I made a way for the devil. I said, don't, 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 don't give your mindset to these things. You know, this whole armor of God thing, you know, that's just finding yourself in the hen, so to speak. All these things, the helmet, of, you're putting on Jesus. It's all, it's all being found in Christ. The righteousness of the breastplate, it's Jesus. You're finding yourself in the, 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 the shoes, the path of peace, it's Jesus. The, the truth, the faith, it's the faith of Jesus. It's always finding yourself in Christ. You have access to everything you need every time. Your mindset is conformed by complying. 
not being mandated. By complying to the beauty. This is why Jesus gives us all freedom. Freedom. Freedom's a, freedom's a big deal. Freedom's a big deal. Walking out your faith. It's a beautiful, wonderful, powerful thing. So Jesus wants us to comply. And he won't mandate it. I love it. You know, you think about stories throughout the Bible like the prodigal son in Luke 15. And the dude ran off, the the younger kid. The older kid was in the house, but he was a grumpy, good-for-nothing complainer, right? You know what I mean? He was just as lost as the other, his brother. Some people are lost because they feel everything about life is mandated. No, you comply. If you can comply, your heart's been tenderized. You know, I, I only comply, can comply when I know I'm loved. I only can comply well and take these assignments in life and initiatives. You, you see videos like what we do with... Uh, <laughs> People say, you must like to do this stuff. No, not really. Not really. It's nothing out of my flesh that I gravitate to do. But when I comply in Christ, assignments and vision and capacity and equipping come. It's beautiful. When you let God love you, you can c- c- comply. I'm only crying because your pastor said prophetically I was going to cry. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, you know, you think, about, you think about the prodigal son and, you know, the father didn't mandate, you're going to be in my house, bless God. No. He said, adios. You're free. But the father sat there looking. His heart was turned came home and then he had this whole speech like he had to, you know, be mandated into servanthood. Nope. You can comply and just be my son. Have everything I have, have my authority, have my provision, have my sufficiency, have everything. And that's what happened. See, agreeing with God's love for you shows you have a repented life. You've changed the way you think. Let me show you another verse that's kind of cool. This is uh, Ephesians 1, verse 10. The Bible says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather, everybody say gather. See, that's what Jesus' request was, that he would gather you like a hen gathers her chicks. See, Jesus wants to draw you And he does it by his spirit. He does it through his word. He does it through interesting announcements that shake you to the core like your sins be forgiven you. You've got to be kidding me. I'm not even here for that. I didn't even know I needed that. You need it in your mindset that everything's been dealt with. Then you can gain what you really want. Verse 10 again of Ephesians 1, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. 
Notice, Paul writes the church at Ephesus and he says, Jesus is gathering everything. That's his plan. Do I have to do, I have to do a key? No, it's not mandated. You can comply if you want. But the only way you can comply is when you know the love of the Father and when it's preached. Because religion will mandate everything. The religion will give you rules that you can't even calculate all of them or remember all of them. Did I do this? Did I do that? Am I good with God? Am, am I forgiven? Have I been obedient enough? Did I give enough? Deliver yourself from yourself. See yourself in Christ. He perfected you forever. It's a beautiful thing. This was the ministry of Jesus in John chapter 12. Jesus said, and I, when I'm lifted up, I'm going to gather everybody unto me. The cross proclaimed and, and the finished work of Jesus proclaimed draws people. And they didn't even know that they needed what they're getting but suddenly their heart is arrested and say, this is what I want. I want freedom from condemnation. I want freedom from sin consciousness. I want freedom from these flesh addictions that trap me and hold me. Your liberty is not to be on the outside, it's to be on the inside. Come to Jesus, let the wings drop. And then see everything through the lens of the Lamb. Just pick up a feather now and then. Take a look at the rotten worldview system. Shut the shade. Hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah and live your life. In faith, according to your heart. Not according to any world system mandate. According to your heart. It's awesome. Remember that famous passage, Jesus talking to the bride? In the Song of Songs, he says, this is chapter 2, verse 4. He said, he brought me to the banqueting house. He brought me to his house. And his banner over me is love. You, as a beloved child of God, are in love. You are accepted in love. You, you gathered in Christ. This is where you have everything. This is Jesus' only advertisement concerning you. When he puts up a banner, when he puts up an announcement over you in all your brokenness, in all of the things you think that's wrong with your flesh and with your natural life, Jesus sees you in his life. And he puts the announcement over your life, love. His banner over you is love. Jesus wants us to gather. He wants us to experience everything he has. And he doesn't mandate none of it. You know, all of us probably have uh, friends, relatives, kids, grandkids, whatever, that uh, may be kind of on the outside. They're not gathered on the inside, so to speak, in Christ, in their mindset, in their thinking, and in their living. And uh, sometimes when Heidi and I are praying, you know, we just are praying, 
Lord, open their hearts like you opened the hearts of Lydia in the Bible. You know, the Bible says the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to believe. See, a lot of the beautiful folk that we love and know, know that God loves them. They just don't know how to believe it in a way of deep transformation where it grips them deep in their soul. And this is why we have to keep making announcements to people. This is what I do a lot of times with uh, some of the beautiful uh, guys and gals that are in my world. I make announcements over people and they look at me like, you're crazy. Like, you're a crazy old man. You know, Because I announce things like that. Your sins are forgiven you. You know, Jesus said we can do that. Whose ever sins you remit, the remitted, Jesus said. You announce the truth of what he's done and tell people, find yourself in Christ. Gather. Gather in Jesus. This is where you get an embrace of grace. This is where you, this is where you find everything you need. And the way you gather is you just, you just come. You, you, you yield yourself. You come, you yield, you, you receive. You're astonished. You let his word wash over your mindset, your soul. You think suddenly, differently. You don't have a world system mindset anymore. I tell you, a world system mindset will make you grumpy and make you full of fear because the world is nuts. Huh? The world system that's against God or antichrist or whatever... If, you, if, you, if you're trapped in a world system mindset, you'll always live in trouble. But if you have a mindset from your gathered environment, you know what happens, precious friend? You live as the redeemed. Fully forgiven, fully righteous, fully blessed, fully reconciled. And all you do now is just sit there and abide. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. What you gain from the gathered point is everything you need. It's my safety. It's my peace. It's my provision. Heidi and I, we were working this week trying to get ready for all these uh, at the retreat. And to be honest, it's been very, 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 very stressful. And uh, because we got all these different cottages and different things and making everything right and nice and got crews of people doing stuff, you know, and uh, so needless to say, uh, Heidi and I, who are celebrating 40 years of marriage in uh, December, but, but you know, people who are married 40 years can still have points of like not seeing eye to eye or thinking the same. None of you understand these things. This is why I love the depth of spirituality in this church. But anyway, so anyway, needless to say, it was stressful, it was frustrating, it was so many things in the natural went wrong. But with anything overseas, and I tell Heidi this, anything you're building, anything you're doing, the enemy comes in to get you outside of the sphere where you belong. And he'll do it in your mindset. That's why, that's why you need to gather, precious friends. Those of you that are here and those of you uh, that are digitally with us, those of you who are with us in spirit, hallelujah. Listen, the physicalness of a gathering is a cool thing. You know, it's, it's one thing when I'm traveling um, and I talk to Heidi over the phone. You know, in the old days when I started ministry, like Pastor 
Andy was saying that uh, I, I've known his parents, for, preached for his, his parents for over 30 years, uh, over 30 years ago, a long time ago. And uh, in pretty much every year and, and stuff. But in those early days, back in the 80s, mid-80s, I'd be, I'd be gone from my wife for several weeks. I'd be in Africa. Back in those days, no, no phones like this, no smartphones. No, no texting, no, no, not, no social medias. I had to go in countries and, and stand in a long queue to book a call. Then you wait like 45 minutes, an hour. You get up there. They give you a little cubicle. You got to tell them in advance how many minutes you want to talk. Now, it was 8 $9 a minute back then, and I was so broke in ministry that I could only afford three minutes. And so I would book my three-minute call, and I'd talk to Heidi, and I enjoyed it. I only could afford it once a week. Every Saturday, I'd call her. And um, I liked her voice, but I liked it better when I got home. There's something about gathering. There's something about an embrace. There's something about being together. It's different. Even the voice is different. It rings truer in a sense. There's so many dynamics about this gathering in Christ and, and, and not, being, not, being, uh, not making your flesh mandate anything, but just comply when your heart's prompt as the word is being unfolded to you by being in Christ Jesus. And that's a beautiful thing. Some people used to always say, well, Keith, you know, if I don't do this, I'm cursed with a curse. No, Jesus is not in the cursing business. Now, sometimes Peter was, but Jesus is not in the cursing business. Sometimes I have been, hallelujah, but I've been forgiven, hallelujah. But here's the thing. Jesus doesn't curse his kids. He dealt with the curse once and for all at the cross. Huh? Aren't you glad? That's what the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3. So I want to encourage you, precious friend, to come to a place where you're comfortable being in Christ. Whether it's your only option, or there's no fear, whether it's a health situation. I was on a board meeting uh, Friday via Zoom and all. It was a three-hour board meeting, uh, a great organization. I serve on a lot, lot of boards actually, um, and uh, it was a long meeting. But anyway, it was blessed. Doing, they're doing, they're blessed. But anyway, someone was giving their uh, little story testimony with uh, physical challenges and you could tell a little tension and stress with the couple and the, the brother wants to do certain path of the, 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 the wife wants a different path but she didn't want to be a nagging wife that's what she said right so you're listening to the dynamics of all these things but you know you know what I've learned is uh, whether it's a health situation whether it's a relational situation whether it's a financial situation, whether it's, whether it's in this world system we're in that's gone nuts. Whatever, wherever we are, I always tell Heidi, listen, all around the world, I, I work in world systems that are, that are nuts. And wherever I'm at, I've got to decide I'm in Christ. And I'm not going to be all, all worked up about everything that's wrong in the system because I realize in and of myself, I'm not going to change the system. I'm going to pray. I'm going to speak the word. But the key to change a world is to change people, Right? one at a time. So I'm going to announce the news to people. Your sins are forgiven you. 
You're healed. Rise up and walk. I'm going to just announce the news of what the cross did. And invite people that Jesus gives you an invitation to comply. He'll not twist your arm. He'll not mandate. He'll not curse you for nothing. He invites you to hang out with him. And Jesus becomes your context for everything. And when you're in Jesus, nothing is out of context. Everything is beautiful. Did you all enjoy the word today? Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Put your hands on your heart. I'm going to pray for you and pray for those watching right now today. Father, these are your beautiful kids. I I reach my hands out toward them, and I give them your invitation. Jesus, you said that they uh, they could comply by just yielding and coming into Christ finding themselves in you. Lord Jesus, we do that right now by faith. I speak over every person watching via live stream. I I speak over every person in this physical campus, Father. And I announce what Jesus would announce. Your sins be forgiven you. Father, I know this is what we all need to know and to believe. We need this so we can gain really what we want. So we have no more sin consciousness where we believe the redemptive work of Jesus is enough. Father, I thank you that we can live a life of compliance to the purposes of God. We can do it with joy. We can do it with the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Father, I speak over every person to be healed, to be whole, to find joy, to find the peace that we have in Christ Jesus the sufficiency, the vision, the capacity, the revenue streams, everything naturally we need in this life for our family life, for our assignments, for our world, for this local church. And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you all. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, We pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.